Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, August 22nd, 2022. I'm Mike Achopoli. Okay, we are starting a new week. A new week. How was everyone's weekend? Did everyone have a good weekend? I think we're down to what? Two two more weekends, right, of summer? Officially, right? Yeah, I guess Labor Day weekend is a couple of weeks from now. Labor Day is like two weeks, right? Wow. It's kind of crazy stuff. Crazy. It's amazing how fast the summer went. Well, you know, they say time flies when you're not having fun. Uh, speaking of, of not having fun, you know, <laughs> it's truly amazing to me. We have We have Dr. Fauci, who about two months ago said he was going to leave, retire, uh, at the end of Biden's term, right? Now he's deciding to do it uh, almost two years earlier. We learned that he will now retire, resign, step down, whatever, uh, at the end of the year in December. So he's moved it up a couple of years. And one can wonder, why would Dr. Fauci move this up a couple of years? Well, there are a lot of factors. One factor might be the CDC admitting their total failure, right? Um, another factor might be that the Republicans will take over the House at least. But as far as he's concerned, that would be bad for him because there will be hearings. Now, this is not going to protect him from hearings, but he will not enter the hearings. Let's say if hearings started January, February of next year, if the Republicans took the House over, he would not be part of the – he would not currently still be in any position of power, right? He wouldn't have a, wouldn't have a job. He'd be retired. So maybe he feels that that, that could help him. Not not currently having any position at that point, um, and of course the fact that he uh, he was part of the lie machine, he was part of the CDC lie machine, and now that's all coming out. And he knows over the next. He, this is something he also knows over the next couple of years. Even more is going to come out about how badly he fucked up, how much they lied, how many people died because of his decisions. And he probably doesn't want to be in the spotlight at that time. He wants to be retired somewhere, fly fishing. So believe me, believe me, there are there are all selfish reasons why he is, uh, you know, retiring a couple of years sooner than he originally had intended. And now that he is uh, officially retiring in a few months from now, you're seeing accolades. And when you look at the accolades, who's giving the accolades to him? That will tell you all you need to know about Tony Fauci, Rachel Maddow, Dan Rather. Wasn't Dan Rather for a while, at least for the first couple of years? Wasn't he a big champion of the Iraq war like all of his friends in the media? Huh? And if you've looked at Dan Rather, I know Dan Rather is an old man. We don't like to pick on old men. But if you look at all of his tweets, they're all totally left. I mean, not left-leaning. He's a total wacko leftist, which really shows you what the media is all about. Now, remember, Dan Rather was considered one of the great journalists, right? One of the great newscasters. But look at how biased he actually is. So you know that slipped in to his reporting. So this And this is the case with 99% of these so-called journalists. They're really just mouthpieces for the left, for the DNC, for the Democratic Party. And Dan Rather's proved that in his tweets over the last several years. Um, I mean, there's no moderation to it whatsoever. There's no objectivity to him whatsoever. And so we know it's just natural that that would slip into his, now is he as bad as 
many people now? Absolutely not. You know, when you look at Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, uh, Dan Rather, those were considered like the three best, right? I mean, they're probably even better now when you look back on them than the people we have now doing this stuff, like Lesler Holt and such. But still, we know Dan Rather is a total left winger. So it might be it might be it might be better when they're giving these jobs to people to give them to people who are moderates, who don't have a history of being far left or far right. Maybe then we'll get some better journalism. But we know now, like I said, 99 percent are total lefties and therefore everything's going to be skewed. Now, so Dan Rather comes out and says, yeah, so uh, don't listen to the haters. Dr. Fauci, you're a wonderful man, great man. Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow. How fucking disgusting is Rachel Maddow? She's a lesbian. She's a proud lesbian. Out proud lesbian. And she's kissing the ass of a guy who killed gay men, who absolutely killed and tortured gay men during the 80s and 90s, pushing disgusting poison like AZT so him and his friends and Big Pharma can make money. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? How fucking disgusting is this woman? This is total, what does she work, one day a week and she makes $35 million? This elitist pig that she is? Kissing the ass of, of, of a guy who killed her people, killed her brothers and sisters by the hundreds of thousands, killed them. Ugh, she's disgusting. She's an absolute pig. There's no other way I can put it. I can't be any, I can't be kind. I can't be kind to evil. It's impossible for me. So you have Dan Rather, Rachel Maddow, <laughs> Rochelle Walensky. These are the people who are coming out giving him accolades. So all you know is the company someone keeps means a lot. Okay? The company someone keeps means a lot. And this is the company that Fauci keeps. These are the people who are giving him accolades. I just watched Tucker before coming on here. And I'm glad I was able to cue this up. In a few minutes, I'll play it. Tucker Carlson did an interview with uh, Scott Atlas, a, re- a great doctor who schmuck Trump should have put at the front and center of the COVID response from day one. OK, not Fauci. And I'll, I'll play this interview with uh, it's actually this is just Tucker. It introduces him and uh, and and, and uh, Scott Atlas talks for a few minutes about how awful Fauci is and what Fauci's legacy really is. And I think. Atlas says the Atlas has been saying everything correct for two and a half years now. Okay, his book, A Plague Upon Our House, you should definitely get. A Plague Upon Our House, and he's so succinct in the few minutes he was speaking on Tucker that I wanted to play this interview because he talks perfectly about Anthony Fauci and the COVID response. But then Fauci comes out and says, well, I, I, oh, I had to be. It was tough for me to go up against the president, but I did it. I did my best in going up against a powerful president. Oh, he, he's such a hero, Fauci. He's such a martyr for going up against Trump. Meanwhile, Trump is the one who created him. There is no Fauci with COVID, if not for Trump, because he had the decision. He could have made the decision to put someone like Scott Atlas front and center, and there wouldn't have been a Fauci, Okay if not for Donald Trump. So I don't know what Fauci's talking about. Plus, everything Fauci has said for three years is fucking wrong. 
been proven wrong over and over. So what is he talking about? He went up against, oh, he went up against the powerful, tough Trump who made bad tweets about him on Twitter. He's such a hero, Dr. Fauci. First of all, he's not even a Dr. Fauci. Let's get over the bullshit. He's a political whore. He's a political operative. He's a politician, not a fucking doctor. He's not a medical doctor. Okay? Let's get over it. The guy's not a doctor. He's a politician. He's always been a politician. He's always been a partisan his whole life. Actually, he kisses the ass of anyone he needs to kiss. Okay? And this whole thing of going up against Trump after Trump was the one that made him was just him being the political operative whore that he is and seeing the writing on the wall that Trump was probably going to lose the election. Probably going to lose the election. So why not go up against him, kiss the ass of Biden, and get a nice cushy job? That's what Dr. Fauci is. A politician, not a doctor, not a healer. He's a killer. I'll come back and talk more about the Fauchim, Dr. Fauchim, in a second. But I do want to play this Scott Atlas clip on Tucker Carlson tonight talking about Fauci. Let me cue this up. Well, you know, I'll, I'll say his legacy is presiding over the greatest debacle in public health history because his recommendations were implemented and those implementations of the lockdowns and the school closures that he recommended along with his underling, Dr. Burks, failed. They failed by the data to stop the spread of the infection. They failed to stop the known vulnerable to die from dying and they inflicted enormous harms, they spared the affluent and the elite at the sacrifice of the poor minorities and our children. The sinful and long-lasting damage to our children is one of his legacies, because those policies of masking, isolating, and quarantining healthy children introduced Massive fear in them, damage them really uh, to make them think that they're vectors of disease and everyone's a danger for them. We haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg of that damage, but we've already seen skyrocketing self-harm visits by teenagers, suicidal ideation, mental illness skyrocketing, child abuse going unreported, massive surges in childhood obesity, a public health problem, serious learning losses, particularly among the poor and low-income families, again, sparing the affluent. He also presided over the NIH's total failure to conduct the necessary clinical trials on already approved low-cost drugs, along with his friend and uh, associate, Francis Collins, as you mentioned. Now, the second big category of his damage, his legacy, really, is the extraordinary distrust now in the public of uh, our public health agencies. I mean, this is critical and very harmful to the future crises, but also to the institutions themselves that we need to trust as people. His erratic proclamations, usually with no scientific evidence whatsoever, I saw that personally, his use of fear, intentionally fear to sway the public. He explicitly said it in the task force. His own emails, as you pointed out, to suffocate the free exchange of ideas. This is antithetical to science and the unacceptable centralization of power of a 40-year bureaucrat 
uh, instead of being just issuing recommendations. You know, the bottom line is the limit. We need we woke up now to need needing to eliminate the power of a corrupt central bureaucrat and restore medical ethics back into public health. This is his legacy. Exactly. And thank you for making that point. And you, you make it with greater credibility than really anybody else. The institute. So that was fantastic. And it, that really does say it all about Tony Fauci, about the irreparable damage and harm he's done to children, especially children. And we, we, can, we continue to see that damage. All the damage we're seeing now with the masking, with this ridiculousness of this four-year-old, they called the cops on because the four-year-old didn't have a mask on. This is all because of Anthony Fauci. It's all a result of Anthony Fauci, as Scott Atlas has said, his proclamations with no evidence, no medical evidence at all to make these proclamations, which led to policy, which led to injury and death and harm. This is Tony Fauci's legacy. And it's simply why Tony Fauci, his next chapter, he said he wants to go on to his next chapter. His next chapter should be prison. The gulag should be his next chapter. And that has to start with hearings in January. Hearings in January. I know some people have poo-pooed the whole thing and saying, oh, big deal. No, it is a big deal. Because that's the way it starts, with that accountability, with the public seeing on their television sets the damage he's done. The public seeing the damage he's done. The public seeing why he needs to be prosecuted and go to prison. That's the way it starts. And that's what we need to see. When I say he should go to prison, I'm not being flippant. I'm not being... uh, over the top. I think he needs to go to jail. I truly believe this man needs to go to jail. And anyone, anyone who knowingly hurt people, anyone who knowingly hurt people need to go to prison. Just like people who hurt people in the streets go to prison. Well, hopefully. Not if you're in San Francisco or New York, but in most places. He needs to go to jail. This is, this is real accountability. This is real accountability. But we know with our left-wing media, led by people like Rachel Maddow, all he's getting is like a, a, a hero send-off. His hero send-off. And, 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 and maybe slight criticism for, oh, not getting everything right, but who knew, who knew, right? Oh, it's tough. It's a virus. Who knows? That bullshit that we can't allow. That's the bullshit we can't allow. There was no accountability for Tony Fauci during AIDS. Zero accountability. None. He didn't even lose his job. All right? He was responsible for the deaths of many people. He didn't even lose his job. He's promoted. He gets to be the man front and center. This is why I can never forgive Trump for this. Putting him front and center for COVID after his history, which, of course, Trump probably didn't even know about. I mean, Trump's whole thing of draining the swamp. And then I'm sure it was a swamp creature who told Trump this is the guy who should be front and center. Yes, Cheech, you're right. He needs to go to prison, not a country club. You're right. 
because that's what they often do. When there's when the, you know the, the zero point zero 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 one percent of the chance, which is also the same chance that a child gets COVID, the the zero point zero 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 one percent chance that these people get prosecuted, they often just go to country clubs. No, he should not be going to any kind of a country club at all. This man has really gotten away with murder. He's gotten away with murder his entire life. A doctor's supposed to do no harm. Do no harm. Not do tons of harm. And then get a pat on the back for it. Get a medal around the neck for it. The accountability must be there. It must be there. The harm to children, the harm to people who could not see loved ones as they were dying, could not go to a funeral of a loved one where they died from COVID or otherwise. People who died at home because they were afraid. Yeah, people who died at home because they were afraid of going to the hospital. This is all a result of Fauci, Fauciism. And there needs to be accountability for it. A man who says, I am science. If you, if you, if you criticize me, you are criticizing science. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Seriously, are you kidding me? Is this what we're talking about here? This is, this is how low we've gotten in this country to raise up someone like Anthony Fauci? Because why? What did, and I want to ask people who, who, who praise him, what did he do? What, like the Center for Disease Control, what disease did they control? What did he do, Fauci? Did he stop COVID? Three years later, it's still here. Did his lockdowns work? Did his lockdowns get rid of COVID? No, they just ended people's businesses, ended people's livelihoods, ended people's lives. That's what lockdowns did. Did mass end COVID? No, they just suffocated children, put their learning back two years. Did closing schools end COVID? No, it just set kids learning back two years. Did the vaccines end COVID like he promised? No. People have gotten the vaccines four times. have gotten COVID eight times. What has he done? What did he accomplish? I'm sorry to yell at you, but this makes me so fucking mad. Common sense. It's obvious. He accomplished nothing. He hurt millions. Go to jail. Fuck off with your retirement. As I had mentioned, AZT, Cheech, yes, yes, he pushed a drug that killed people. Just as he's pushed a vaccine that has hurt and killed people and didn't stop COVID, people have gotten it 10 fucking times. Are you kidding me? This guy's a disaster. He's an epic fail. He's the failure of a human being. Forget being the failure of a doctor. He's the failure of a human life form. Can I make it any clearer how much I fucking hate this man? I say good riddance to bad rubbish, but no, it's not enough that he's going away. He needs to go to jail. That's the going away he needs. He needs to go to jail. 
to jail is where he needs to go. But this is America. So who has any? Who has confidence that's going to happen here? Serious. Who who has confidence that's going to happen here? That Tony Fauci is going to go to jail. Yes, it's big. Republicans must win in November. They have to win in November. Otherwise, there'll be no hearings. Because you know there'll be no accountability from the Democrats who have been complicit with all of this. Totally complicit with all of this. And now we're finding out more and more and more about how much these vaccines have hurt people. Was it myocarditis? Excess deaths. Just so we found out that the, vi- that the vaccines did nothing to stop the spread. That lockdowns did nothing to stop the spread. That the six feet bullshit did nothing to stop the spread. That masks did nothing to stop the spread. Now we're getting the drip, drip, drip of the vaccines not only not stopping the spread, but hurting and killing people. We're seeing stories written now, right? In the Daily Mail, in the Telegraph. One story here, one story there. And that's how it all begins. That's how it all begins. And yet, we've got people in the media who are claiming this guy is a hero. This guy is a modern day hero. of smoke and mirrors. There's not one thing he accomplished. There's not one thing he said that was real. Not one thing he said that worked. Not one thing that he said that panned out. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Did 15, I want to ask Rachel Madcow and, and Dan Rather. Did 15 days to slow the spread, slow the spread? Yeah. Did wearing masks stop the spread? Did the vaccine stop the spread? Did vaccine passports and mandates stop the spread? Is there one thing he said that worked? Is there one thing he said that panned out? Is there one thing he said that saved lives? Of course not. And they don't have a shred of evidence as to otherwise. But you know what they have? They have Trump derangement syndrome. And Fauci for them was the anti-Trump. And that's good enough for them. Just like these wackadoo fucking liberals who Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney being anti-Trump, that's good enough for them. The history doesn't matter. All the Iraq, all the deaths of civilians, of black and brown children and women, that doesn't matter because they got a sickness, a fucking sickness called Trump derangement syndrome. That's what they have. And that's why Fauci is a hero to these people. Simply because he supposedly stood up to Trump. That that means fucking nothing. It means nothing. Reality means nothing. Evidence means nothing. Facts mean nothing. 
the fact that Trump put him front and center means nothing. He just said, I am the anti-Trump. So he became the anti-Trump and he became a great hero to the left. Like the Cheneys all of a sudden became a great heroes to the left. People with no ethics, no morals, no backbone, no consistency. That's what these people are. They have zero consistency. They're all hypocrites. That's why they can't be taken as serious people. The left right now cannot be taken as serious people. There's nothing serious about them. It's all childishness. Stomping their feet in their hands saying how much they hate Donald Trump. That's all they can do. It's one note and it's boring and it's dull and it's not serious and I'm fucking over it. And I hope you're over it too. But the last thing we need is a parade for Anthony Fauci. Ugh, makes you want to vomit. A parade for Anthony Fauci. When your child who's seven years old is on the fourth grade, uh, is on the level of a four-year-old or five-year-old learning-wise, that's because of Anthony Fauci. You want to give him a parade? If you couldn't see your uncle the last two and a half years of his life, that's because of Anthony Fauci. Do you want, do you want to give him a parade? If you couldn't go to the funeral of your grandmother, that's because of Anthony Fauci. Do you want to give him a parade? If you lost your job because you didn't get the vaccine, that's because of Anthony Fauci. Do you want to give him a parade? And I can go on and on and on. Everything we're seeing now, all the damage that's done, and everything we're seeing now happening is all because of Anthony Fauci. I will get to something that's happening. I touched on, well, I more than touched on, I talked about it on, uh, last week on Friday, but what's happening here in San Francisco with um, them wanting to skip the cancel the 2023. They, he, only, only the left can try to get away with canceling an election and calling it democracy. We're going to cancel an election in the name of democracy. Because, of course, they would have said that if Trump did it. They would say this if a Republican was doing it, right? They would say, oh, yeah, absolutely, we're for it. <laughs> These people are so absurd. They're absurd. This is why I tell you they cannot be taken seriously. They simply cannot be taken seriously. And it's, 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 as far as I'm going to go back to Fauci, because I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Uh, it's, it's, it's big things. Like people losing their job, right? Like people who like have families losing their jobs because they didn't get the vaccine, which is still going on in places like California and New York. They're still doing it. They haven't stopped it. Not only have they not rehired the people, but they have continued this ridiculous anti-science Trump derangement syndrome bullshit of not allowing people to work. If they didn't get a vaccine, that doesn't stop the spread of said disease. These fucking idiots, these fucking liberals, these moron Democrats. But it's also little annoying things, like the fact that uh, Paul O'Neill of the New York Yankees had his number retired. Now, Paul O'Neill, since retiring over the last several years, has also been a broadcaster for the Yankees on the Yes Network. 
But the Yes Network and the Yankees have a policy that if you're not vaccinated, you can't come to Yankee Stadium. You can't go near the players. So Paul O'Neill hasn't been able to broadcast. They they retire his number. He goes to the stadium. He's in the field with his, his former colleagues, his former players. They're celebrating him. And he couldn't go near any players. And then he couldn't go up to the broadcast booth because he's not vaccinated. How fucking stupid is this? Oh, when are we going to be tired of this stupidity? Seriously, when are we going to get tired of this stupidity? And this all is the result of Fauciism. It's all the result of Fauciism. Everything. All this never would have happened if not for that. If Scott Atlas had taken control of this from March of 2020, none of this would happen. We wouldn't have children masked up. We wouldn't have people being fired because of not getting the vaccine. Wouldn't be able to have broadcasters not being able to go to a broadcast booth in a stadium because they don't have the fucking vaccine. None of this would have happened. We'd have real normal, actual normal, not fucked up for the new normal, if not for Fauci and Fauciism. This is how dangerous this man is. This is how much damage he has done in 25 months, 26 months. This is the kind of damage he's done. One man has done this kind of damage in less than three years. This is enormous evil. Enormous evil. I'll make the comparison again. Once again, if there are people out there who don't like it, I don't give a shit. The only person who's probably done more damage in the same amount of time or less time is Adolf Hitler. The only one. Fauci's only rival is Adolf Hitler. To do this kind of damage to this many people in such a short period of time. In such a short time span, a short window of time. That's it. There's Adolf Hitler and there's Tony Fauci. You want to give him a fucking parade? On his way out the door? And this is why it's tough for me, once again, to sign on to Donald Trump. Because Trump created this guy. Trump brought this guy out. Trump gave this guy the podium. Trump gave this guy his power. And this is where we are now. So, you know, Fauci can talk about how he's anti-Trump and Trump can talk about how he's anti-Fauci. But they, Trump and Fauci are hand in hand. He created him. He put him there. He gave him this power. He gave him the, 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 the microphone. It's a huge mess up. As much as Fauci's fucked up and the CDC and Walensky and Redfield and Burks and all those people, so did Trump. Look, once again, as Scott Atlas said, he said when, when Trump finally brought him in too little too late in like August of 2020, he comes in totally prepared into a meeting. And in the meeting is Fauci, Burks and Redfield. And here, here comes an atlas, you know, like, like a college professor, like a real doctor, actually, you know, with papers and evidence and stats. And they didn't want to hear it. All they wanted is their narrative. As Fauci said, as Fauci said, I want to scare people. That's my, oh, we have to scare people. Not give them facts, not give them evidence. Not give adults their responsibility of the facts and the real evidence to put in front of them. 
personal responsibility. No, he wanted to scare them. That's not the job of a doctor to scare people. It's the job to give the facts and the reality and the choice. That's what a doctor should do. And to heal, not to kill. And Atlas said he could not get through to them. He said they were not serious people. They were politicians that had a narrative to push, and the facts and the evidence did not matter. If people lived or died, did not matter. If the disease was, was, was canceled or not, did not matter to them. The only thing that mattered was their narrative as political whores. And that's why Atlas didn't last very long. What, two months? Because he couldn't do it. It was him against three or him against 12, whatever it was. He couldn't deal with it anymore. And that's also Trump's fault. Trump should have fired those fucking assholes. And he didn't. I'm getting overheated. Daniel. Daniel, I'm glad you're here today. Are you going to talk me off the ledge? Are you going to push me further off the ledge? Daniel, are you there? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Mike. Um, um, I'm just I'm up for my uh, evening walk, and I just witnessed yet another crime going on in San Francisco. What a shock! I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't we all? So it's it, it never it's never ending. Are you, so it, you, it never you, ends. I know you're depressed that Fauci's leaving, right? What's that? I know you're depressed that Fauci's leaving, right? Oh yeah. Okay, Mike. My, my, I've got to get off the phone. I'm, I'm calling the police. Sorry. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, but I'm calling the police. Okay. All right. Look at that. That's that's San Francisco. Right? This is this is real. That was not set up. There was nothing set up there. I'll get to you in a second, Cheech. But that was people. That was not set up. This is not a setup. Daniel came on and he witnessed a crime. He was witnessing a crime. And I know Daniel wanted to talk about Fauci, totally distracted because he was witnessing a crime that was happening in front of him. And I'm, I'm, we'll find out more from Daniel what the crime was, but bad enough for him to call the police. So who knows? Who knows? This is, this is San Francisco, people. This is, this is life under people who love Tony Fauci. Basically, they do. They all love him here. You can't find it's hard to press to find someone in this city doesn't love Tony Fauci. A politician doesn't love Tony Fauci. This is life in Democrat run cities. Cheech, please don't tell me you're witnessing a crime, too. <laughs> I mean, go figure. Another call from San Francisco. And that's that's what's happening right in front of him. I mean, not not a not a surprising incident at all in this fucking yeah i just hope I, he says it's okay i, I definitely want to come back because i want to make sure everything's okay but it's is is, is this incredible the minute he calls me like two seconds after he goes in the caller queue he witnesses a crime it's crazy yes i know and and people want to run around and act like uh it's overblown that people on the internet are just kind of like exaggerating what's going on in san francisco and uh I don't know. They got some UC professor talking about fake news. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. We're living it every day. You know, isn't it lived experience? Isn't that what you people are always talking about? Lived experience? Well, oh, we live- these, these, these people don't have any clue about lived. They're all elitists who live on. It, it, come on. These people don't know real life. They don't know real life. <laughs> it's un- yeah. unbelievable. But hey, getting back to Fauci, it's just like, you know, that guy should be. That guy should be on trial for for murder and uh, and fraud and all of those yeah. things. And if you and if you research him, 
Um, I, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody with two brain cells cannot just look at the man's history. It's really easy to look up and figure out, like, the fraudulent shit that he he uh, he did during the AIDS crisis. Like, it's um, it's right there in plain sight for everybody to read about. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he, he you know his promotion of AZT was. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at an AIDS education poster, an open letter to Anthony Fauci. I mean, I won't bore you with the details, but just one. One quote here, you're responsible for all government-funded AIDS treatment research in the name of the right, of right. You make decisions that cost the lives of others. I call the decisions you are making acts of murder. Acts of murder. This guy, Larry Kramer, SF Examiner, June 26, 1988. I mean, this is the kind of guy he was. You yeah. know, people, people don't understand what a scumbag he is. And then, on top of that, do you know about the False Claims Act? No. So... Uh, under the, you can look it up. Under the Justice Department's False Claims Act, um, Pfizer's paid out two point three billion dollars for fraudulent marketing in two thousand and nine. Oh, I um, see. That's it. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes, I have heard about. And that. and it, and if you look up list of largest pharmaceutical settlement, settlements on Wikipedia, you can see what everybody's been having to pay out according to that. And so what that act the false claims act does is it basically, you know, anybody can snitch out a company or, you know, file a suit for off label promotion and kickbacks, basically false claims. And there's a, there's a loophole to it. And the loophole is if you are still currently in a contract with the government or still receiving payments, you can kind of get out of having to pay these fines. Uh, So, What's happening right now is that uh, the pharmaceutical companies are lobbying to stop. There's a new amendment that they're trying to tack on to that law or to that right. act right. to get rid of that loophole. And if you look up who's lobbying against it, of course, it's the usual suspects. It's Pfizer, AstraZeneca. Right, of course. Um, you, you know, all these guys. It's just like I don't understand how people could be so fucking blind and dumb. It's like I see if you could fall for like, I fell for that guy's bullshit in the beginning of this whole pandemic because I didn't know any different. You know, I'm like, okay, this guy seems like he knows who he's talking about. And, you know, the orange man seems kind of stupid, so I'm going to listen to this guy. But after, you know, after a while, you kind of figure out, oh, this guy's just an idiot, you know. Um, well, that, that he's, he's a fraudulent bastard. Right. But also, if we, all you need to do is some research. In other words, okay, here's the guy who's front and center on COVID response. So, okay. Obviously, he's not 30 years old. He's not just beginning. He's been around forever. He's 75, 76 at the time. So I'm going to look up and see what he's all about, right? That's what I want to do. I want to look up and see. Just like, you know, this is like teach, like you go to a doctor, right? Someone recommend All these doctors are on Yelp these days, but I look up reviews of my doctor before I choose them. That's that, that, I believe that's pretty important with my health, right? So this is the health of not just Micah Chopley. This is the health of the entire nation. So I look up, I want, to, I want to look up more about this Dr. Fauci, who's become our doctor on this, right? And all you need to do is do 10, 15 minutes of investigation, and you'll realize who the hell this guy is. You'll realize it. You'll see, you'll see of, of videos and, and photos of the marches, the, uh, the gay rights marches in the, ant, uh, in the 80s and 90s, the gay pride marches and all that stuff, and the AIDS and the ACT UP and the uh, gay men's health crisis. 
And all you see are people yep. with signs that say, Dr. Fauci, why are you killing us? And when I saw that, yep. I, think, yep. Fauci. And I was a young kid at the time. I mean, I was only in my teens. So I didn't know much about Fauci. Right. And, and so um, and, and one thing, he wasn't really front and center the way he is now with, with COVID. He was a younger guy and he was more behind the scenes, but he was also very uh, a big part of it with ACT. And so I'm looking, I'm saying, Dr. Fauci, why are you killing us? And I look into it. Yes. And then I read, then you do it. Then you just simply go on something called the internet, the Google machine, and you do your own <laughs> searching. You do your own yeah. searching. You investigate and you find out what a fraudulent guy this is. What a total. Oh, don't do, don't. Yeah. Don't do your you know? own research. You know, don't, don't, don't well, then, the then, then it makes me more angry because then you're seeing like, you know, gay men like Rachel Maddow and gays and lesbians are loving Fauci. Oh, he's anti-Trump. We love him when he killed them. He killed it, their it, 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 He killed their friends. He killed their fathers. He killed their brothers. He killed their sisters. I mean, but, it's it's it, it's stunning to me. It's stunning to me. And it all came down to Trump derangement syndrome doesn't matter once again doesn't matter how bad dick cheney is doesn't matter how many people he killed doesn't matter what a warmonger he is it doesn't matter how many people fauci killed it doesn't matter he was behind azt the poison it doesn't matter trump derangement syndrome that's it exactly exactly my wife and i talk about this all the time and it's just like you know if trump had maintained office and he was mandating vaccines and he was you know mandating masks they would have done the opposite of what Trump of course. did. Not, of course. Not because of science, but because he said it, we got to do the opposite. I mean, everybody right. with the brain cell knows that. It's just like, right. come on, people. Right. That's it's, exactly right. that's exactly what it is. And exactly. because Fauci was kind of like the antidote to Trump at the time, and he's like the antidote to the right, I guess, because like Ron Paul wants to put him on trial. Um they, they still have to back the man. It's just it's it's gotten so tribal. There is no critical thinking going on. There is no intellectual honesty with the situation at all. And uh, it's it's really sad because I I pray to God that they get enough seats um, to be able to, to hold this man account. Account. Well, and Chief, I mean, we haven't I'm even really talked about something that. we haven't even talked about. The Wuhan lab thing and him being part of how this all started. Yes. Right. That, yes. That's, that, I mean, that, that's Rand Paul's big thing. And I understand it. I think there's more to it. But I, I understand that Rand Paul's uh, his argument is this is how it started. If not for this, we never it never happens. So that's why and Rand Paul is really focusing on Wuhan. Well, not to mention, if you read a lot of the, um, the emails that have been um, released due to the, the Freedom of Information Act request from like The Intercept and I think a couple other publications, um, you know, and the stuff that's not redacted, you can still put together a lot of it. And um, there's some really shady shit that was happening, like Moderna was working with uh, the Wuhan right. lab uh, for, I think there's they, they were working on patents and whatnot, and they were yeah. they were tinkering with um, coronaviruses and the gain the of lab, function like stuff, the whole gain of function stuff. That's that's just, it, uh, and of course well, yes, I mean, yeah. and the fact that La Fauci, we know we go ahead. it's on record. He lied about that for one reason or another. He lied about it. So that that's on record, and he needs to pay for that. I, I agree a hundred percent. But like, it's, I tell you what, if it doesn't happen, uh, Mike, I, I'm going to be. I don't know, man. I'm going to really be dis disappointed. And I don't know. It's, it's just it, it'll be really frustrating. It's almost like you can't give up at that point. It's like, really, there's going to be no accountability. accountability well, we can't let this, it go. We can't obvious? let this, we can't let it go. We know the Democrats won't do anything. So what we need to do 
is once the Republicans take over, we need to make sure they do the right thing. And that's by writing your congressman, writing to writing to people in Congress, whether they represent your district or not, and saying, you must do do this. This must happen. It must happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. And I I think if Republicans win, it will happen. I don't don't see any reason why they won't do it. And I think Rand Paul will make sure it's done. I'm sure he will. So I, I think... I think there's enough people in Congress who know how important this is and know that many of them will win based on saying they're going to do this because there are there are many districts where they're going around saying this is some of the accountability that will happen if they win. And so I think they're going to owe it to the voters to do the right thing. So I once again, the first step is the Republicans got to win the House. That that That's the first yeah. step. And I think once that happens, yeah. then we're talking about this has to start in January. This has to start in January. It has to. Because there needs to be accountability and there needs to be people need to see the American people who don't follow the stuff as closely as we do need to see what happened. They need to see the truth. I don't know how they wouldn't want to follow it after what's ha- happened in the last two years. I mean, just the, the shit they did to everybody um, around the world, you know, and, and all the countries, all the all the more third world countries that are going to suffer as a result of just all the bad decisions. Right. Like. Locking everything down, slowing down economies, you know, slowing down um, their ability to produce goods and whatnot. And then, you know, that if it affects the fringe company, the countries uh, more, more than it affects a country like ours. Right. Like we're affected, but not to the extent that a, that a smaller third world country would be affected. Right. Their economies are really going to suffer. Well, so, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There's it's no like doubt. a ripple effect, right? So, well, and, uh, and as Atlas said, we don't even know the total extent of the damage. It's going to take years before we see the damage. It's, especially with children, the damage this has done to children. I mean, it's, it's, it's a mess. Yes, it's a mess. It's a, Sheesh, let me let me go back to Daniel. He's on the he's yeah on the yeah seat. yeah. Let's let's see what happens. Let's hope everything's okay. Sheesh, thanks All for right, calling. Man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah yeah. All right. All right. Let's see if we can get Daniel going here. Hold on. Let's see, Daniel. All right, Daniel. So, uh, give us an update. What happened? What what crime did you see? You there, Daniel? Up. Oh, Daniel just disappeared for some reason. All right, now Daniel, you're making me nervous. Daniel, you were there, and now you're gone. I right, hopefully he'll come back. But um, what Daniel said was he had just gone in the queue to talk to me and all of a sudden he sees a crime happening on the streets of san francisco and he was going to call the cops maybe he's talking maybe he's talking daniel's had a rough he'll he'll talk he's had a rough weekend his his car oh let's see we have another caller here uh, i believe it's angie let's go to angie hello angie hi how are you good angie how's it going how's it going I fucking hate life, but I'm living it anyway because we don't really have a choice, right? I know. It's a, it's a tough time. It's, it's not an easy time. It's not an easy time. It's not an easy time. No, it's, it hasn't been an easy time for me since I was born. I was born poor, and my parents were abusive, and I had to run away from home, ended up in East Van. But that's Canada. I couldn't imagine for you guys in the States, man. That's some crazy stuff there, right? Like you, the city of New York... Are you in Canada? Yeah. I grew up on East Van, on the streets. Just a girl. I'm five foot one. And I had to learn to live there. 
by myself. Right now, some chick's fighting with this dude right in there. She's my friend, and who knows what's going to go down. What, what, where, where I'm calling. Um, right now, I'm in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, and I'm a big city girl. So, like, this hey, is crazy to me. All right. Yeah. Swift Current. The Broncos. This is different for me. You know, I ripped myself out of the street. I worked so hard to get myself out of the street. I was addicted to crystal meth from the age of 19 to, well, I took six years off. I had some beautiful children, and their dad beat me in front of them, and they were taken away. And then the only thing I knew how to do was go back to the life I had known for so long, which was games in the streets and all that. And I've tried really hard to drag myself out of that, and I only, almost have my addiction certificate. But I found Colin because some people were talking about philosophy. Um, the Pangburn Discord people, like they were talking about philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't allowed to go to school after a young age because I was involved with gang guy. And well, I they told me I was smart. And they listened to me and they let me discuss things. And that was so fucking beautiful that it got me out of that life again. And man, I'll be four years while well, I'm drinking tonight. But my thing was hardcore drugs, right? So I've been, uh, as of the 20th, I have been four years sober off crystal Fantastic. meth. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I, I know. Yeah, I was, I was shooting it. So yeah, meth is a huge issue in Canada, isn't it? Especially in a small town, Canada. Oh I mean, my like, God, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. Every city torn to pieces, families torn apart. My life torn apart. I loved a man for four years, and it's there's nothing like watching the man that you love be absolutely torn apart by drugs. I can imagine until That's he's funny. not even that same man, and he beat me. He beat me. He brought me here. He beat me so bad. My jaw was detached. Jesus Christ. Because he sees things that aren't real. So for the past month and a half, and I have no family. I only have him. I've been trying to get away from him. And Colin helps me do that, right? But lately, I went back to him. I haven't been on Colin. You're the first show that's actually answered and let me talk. What? What? No. Are you serious? Yeah, well, they're so busy with, like, their important big university words and shit, right? <laughs> I'm really smart. But well, I'm know, street smart. And I'm like, why do here. these guys have to get on call-in when they know yeah. there's people of all sorts of education backgrounds, right, that would love yeah. to understand what they're saying, but they got to use these huge fucking words that, like, no real person would understand, just their university philosopher crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, it's, if we want to share the truth and like political injustices and shit like that with everybody, we can't talk with words like that, right? We got to speak in a language that people will understand or we're not uh, going to ever affect change. Just being direct and honest, I think is the most important thing. Angie, let me ask you a question. Do you, uh, is, fentanyl, yeah, sure. is fentanyl becoming a big okay, issue up there? Meth? Oh my God. You know how many friends I've had die in the past three years of fentanyl overdose? Are you serious? You know that many? Take a guess. Take a guess how many, how many friends in three years I've had die of fentanyl overdose? Don't tell me. Or people I've known as acquaintances. 82. Oh, get out of here. Are you serious? Three years. I am 100% serious. 80 fucking two. Oh my God. I hitchhike all around Canada. I'm an addictions counselor now, right? Like I crawled okay. out of that gutter. 
I crawled out of that gutter, no family, no friends, tooth and nail, fucking by my fingernails. I bled. I fucking worked. And I have been sober almost, almost four years. I, I'm drunk as fuck tonight. Honestly, you, you I'm sound, thinking about you. you sound pretty good for someone who's drunk. I don't sound. Oh that yeah, you know I don't drink. I drink like three times a year, but my heart is shattered because of fucking drugs. Because this man, I loved him so much, and drugs totally took him away from me and turned him into a fucking monster. Like well, my whole people, side people was people. black and blue. He broke my face. My jaw was detached. And you want to hear the funny part? He called the cops. He took my phone after he beat me and he called the cops. And when the cops walk in, guess what they said? Hey, yeah. bro, how's it going? I don't Where is she? Where is she? And they arrested me in jail. I'm going to court on the 30th. I might Wait, go to jail. I didn't touch the man. But these police buy drugs off him. This is incredible. They, they, do, they do deals with him, right? This is a small town. The police are very corrupt. They deal with him, so they will help I, him I've out. Been to, and I've, been them out. I've been to A man, nobody can do anything about it because who's going to listen to me? Fucking no one. Because, uh, like, they have all the power. Would yeah, they arrested said, me. They said I was intoxicated. I asked them for a breathalyzer. They refused me. I told them I had a brand new job because I went to school and had a job. I had to get my work in at 1030 and start my new job. And they deliberately kept me until midnight the next day. Incredible. Because he, yeah, like, it is so bad here. People couldn't understand. Like, you don't see the shit on the news, right? So the corruption really runs that deep in small town Canada. I mean, it really runs that um, deep. I'm from Medicine Hat, Alberta. They started taking women's. I am a. I I've was. Been there too. High, I've, been, I've been to everywhere high you've lived. I've been protester. There. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm a high profile protester. I'm the girl that they uh, lock under logging trucks and tie to trees. And I'm in the front lines when the, the cops in the riot gear come out and beat heads so I can save the civ civilians, right? I'm a crazy little chick, and I will fight to the death for the rights of the common people if they're too afraid to. I will. I'll die doing it. But you said, you said because that of that, I'm a domestic terrorist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they watch me. Look at the, look at, come to America. If, you, if you're a parent and you go to a PTA meeting and you don't agree with your kids being masked, yeah, they right? call you a terrorist here, too. Exactly. Exactly. And it, that's because we're America's little brother. America's like our big brother, you know, Trudeau right now. When oh, you guys had that shit happen, the gun violence, you know what Trudeau did to us? America's having a lot of trouble with gun rights, so we're going to take away your handguns. Exactly. It's like we're not even America. Angie, like, he, was just waiting, he was just waiting for the opportunity to do it. That's all. Yeah. He was just waiting. For the and anytime anything goes said, on oh, in the States, we in get, <laughs> I fucking hate Trudeau so much. Talk about little Castro. Do you guys, do you know, the, okay, take a pig, take a look at Castro, Fidel Castro next to know, Justin Trudeau. I know. I know. Do you know it that their parents used to do swinging shit back in the day? Is that Justin's, right? Oh yeah, Jackie, yeah, him and his wife used to hang out with Castro and his wife, right? And back in the 80s, everybody swung around a little bit, right? Imagine the blow and the shit that was flowing with those rich motherfuckers. Look at Justin Trudeau. That is more than uncanny. And he refuses to get a blood test. He refuses. He says, I don't have to do that. 
You, you know? know what? I've seen, I've seen pictures of him side by side with Castro, and I've seen pictures of him side by <laughs> side with Pierre Trudeau. He looks more like Castro than Pierre Trudeau. You're right. Oh, he looks nothing like Pierre Trudeau. Look at that ugly motherfucker. But Castro, I hate to say it, but he's a rather good-looking man, especially younger. Look at well, their pictures together. Sure. Yeah, no, when he was younger, he was. It's more than uncanny. It's more than uncanny. Trudeau is not Trudeau. He's Castro. And they just can't say anything. Because how, as, like, imagine being him. Well, my wife fucked Castro, and that's his baby. No, he took it as his own, and they'll never, ever admit it, right? We should call, we should call him Justin you imagine? We should call him Castro. We should call him Justin Castro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. We I'm may, I'm making t-shirts right now. I'm making t-shirts right now that say that. Oh, I love and I'm it. selling them on my. I'm gonna sell them on my account because I I do this. I I'm trying to get like enough money that I can not have to work at McDonald's because I used to be in gangs. Okay, and I'm a good girl now. Okay, gangs. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah, and okay, with okay. gang guys. So lots okay. of money. So now I'm trying to live a new life. I'm trying to be a citizen. Right. And that is hard. You know what they expect of you? And you're doing my the right life, thing. You're sober for four years. You're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. I'm trying, but they don't teach you how to live as a normie. Like my whole life, I, I left my home when I was 13 because I was molested by a much uncle, older uncle, right? I got with a man. He went to jail for attempted murder of me. So I had to leave the town I was in and go to, I ended up on East Van. And I was just like a 16 year old girl on East Van that was from Medicine Hat. So like all by myself. And I learned, I feel like I learned shit. I wish I didn't learn. I was a good girl. I still am a good girl, but that's the life I led. Angie, you sound incredibly smart too. Tell your shit. You know, you should. Until I stopped in grade eight. In grade eight, my boyfriend made me quit because he didn't want other men talking to me. So I stayed home and I was basically, you know, I have a lot of secrets. I've seen a lot of things. You're, you're a small town Canada girl. Right? Basically, that, that's what it comes down to. I've, I've, I've been to Medicine. I've been to Swift Corner. Actually, I like both yeah. places. I really did. I, I, I like Medicine both places. Yeah. Awesome. You know, but but thanks for calling. Did you hear that? Thanks for the call, Angie. I appreciate it. And I've been to Medicine Hat and I've been to Swift Current. People don't believe me, but I have. What was that line? It was in uh, Rosemary's Baby where uh, uh, Roman Castavets says, you name a place and I've been there. That's basically me, almost, many, many Roman cast events. Um, but I, I don't believe in satanic cults. I do believe in the cult of COVID, though, and the democratic cult, and the cult of Fauci, and Trump, and the cult of Trudeau. Angie talked, we need more people from Canada to talk about Trudeau. I love that idea of making T-shirts to have Justin, Justin, Justin Castro, and you could do a, a photo of him <laughs> next to Castro, and that can be the shirt. I think it's a great idea. And maybe you can also do shirts of, of Justin in blackface, because we know he likes to roam around in blackface also. Oh, this has been a show about vile people, not Angie. Angie's great. And Angie should call back again. Uh, it's, it's, it's the 82 people, that 82, knowing 82 people who've died of fentanyl. And over and over again, we know people who know of 10, 20, 30 people. 82 is incredible. But then you ask them, how many people you know died of COVID? Eh, none. 
the real emergency is fentanyl. And yet we do emergencies for COVID. We do emergencies for fucking monkeypox when not one person is done. This is how unserious this government is, the Democrats in this country. We do a state of emergency for monkeypox where not one individual has died of monkeypox. Yet we get people who know 80 people each who have died of fentanyl and there's no fentanyl emergency. Oh, God, it's incredible. It, it truly is. It truly is. You know, Daniel hasn't called back. I'm a little nervous, but maybe we'll hear from Daniel uh, tomorrow. There was a lot more I wanted to cover, but we're, we got about an hour in here. And uh, I think I'm going to end the show today, but I'll be back with you tomorrow. And we'll talk more about Fauci and we'll talk more about fentanyl and we'll talk more about the CDC and we'll talk about this ridiculousness in, in, in San Francisco. They want to cancel the 2023 election. They want to cancel the 2023 election and gift their friends an extra year in office. I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone here. I feel like this is a science fiction movie. We're just going to make a four-year term, a five-year term, a two-year term, a three-year term, a six-year term. So we just go, yeah, because we want to, because we have the power to. doesn't matter what the people think. Oh, I do want to clear something up before the show ends. This was a, 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 a not a people-powered initiative. So basically, basically, this initiative was done by the Board of Supervisors. So it's basically the Board of Supervisors voting to give their friends an extra year in office. That's all it was. It's, it's corruption at the highest level and the most – it blows my mind that these people believe they can do this. It really shows what they think about everyone else, that they're just addicted to power. But actually, before, okay, before the show ends, I do want to try to get just Daniel on for a second to see if there's any update about what happened here. Daniel, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I called in and couldn't stay on. Uh, I, <laughs> to my credit, Mike, and your credit as your, as your show, while the police were taking a police report from me, I had your show planned the whole time until they asked me to turn it off. <laughs> oh God, that's, that's what we need. We need some police. We need some police listeners, what, police callers. What, what's that? <laughs> we need some police listeners and police callers. We need the police to call in. We should do. Maybe we can do a whole show on these. Anyway, what happened? What was the deal? Tell us. So I, I was walking, uh, I was in, uh, taking a stroll, night stroll in um, North Beach. Um, I can't remember the name of the cathedral that's there, but the, um, you probably know the spot, the big um, old church that's near the park there. And uh, there's a bus stop there, San Francisco Municipal Transpor Transportation Authority bus stop. Um, I'm about maybe around 50 yards away from that bus stop when um, I hear these uh, loud bangs. And at first I thought it was gunshots. And then I realized it wasn't. And uh, it, was, you know, it was like someplace between 10 to 20 of these loud bangs are just, you know, happening fast. And then I, I thought, what the hell? And then as I'm walking closer, these two guys walk past me. One of them had something under his arm. At, at, at the beginning, initially I didn't put together what it was. But these, these little shits. Um, there's two guys and two girls. They, if you walk around San Francisco, you will see bus stop after bus stop where, where they have the um, little, um, what do you call them, the, uh, the, the things that protect you from the elements. You know, you can wait on a bench and they've, yeah. um, they, they've got um, maps that are, um, they give you the bus route and they're behind glass. And bus stop after bus stop in San Francisco, as you walk by these things, you will see glass scattered all over. 
Right. I always wondered why. Why are they vandalizing these things? Well, this guy vandalized it. These two guys and these two girls vandalized the thing just to steal the map. That's what the guy had under his arm as he walked by me oh before God. I realized it was before I realized it was them that had that was making the bangs and it had had um, stolen the, the the map and vandalized the uh, the, uh, the bus stop. So they were breaking the glass. They were breaking the glass in the bus stop. Yeah. They, okay. They're breaking the glass with the loud, that's what the loud bangs were, and um, and they just to get, to get the bus map, map? to get the bus map. Yeah, and and then what do they do with the map? Oh, so yeah. I follow them because I get the I, I'm calling the police while I'm following them, and um, and what do they do with the map? They split up into two groups. Um, a male and a female uh, went ahead, and the one male and female um, hung back. The a male that hung hung back had a skateboard with them. And he was standing in a doorway as they approached. I was about 10 feet away. And he's peeing on the map. That's, he steals the map, does all his vandalism, just to pee on the map in a doorway on San Francisco and Columbus Avenue. I, I don't understand this. I don't understand the method to their madness here. Does it make? I, 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 I can only imagine they're drugged out and have no idea what they're doing. So, so, so I'm, as I'm standing there, the uh, girl, because he's got his back to me, the girl that was with him nudges him, and the guy looks back at me, and he lunges toward me, and the girl grabs him. And the whole time I was just going, please, God, let him keep coming. Let him keep coming. I, I was, <laughs> you, you know that I've got a little bit of this in me, but uh, I was just hoping for for We, all, we, we all do these days. We all do. Yeah. I was just hoping that I was going to get to justifiably administer a beating. And, um, and uh, unfortunately, they were, upset, they were upset you were following them. Is that what this was? They knew you were following yeah. them. Okay. Well, so, so they, so, so he lunged at me in an attempt to scare me off. Didn't work. I kept following them and then they took off running uh, just as the cruiser came by and I pointed the direction that they ran. I started heading back home and by the bus stop itself, a roll car was sitting there and um, they asked me if I witnessed it. And I said, yeah, I was the one that called in. And um, so they took a police report. They seemed very interested in, in solving this and catching catching these um, little shits, which is, which is good. Um, as you know, I just had my car um, Friday night, <laughs> you Friday night and Saturday night. The, the night, yeah. the night after I alerted you to the fact that uh, somebody tried to hot my car, hotwire my car, they tried a second night. And they tried so, a second. Uh, the second night, they tried again, and um, so Saturday I spent all day long. They um, they um, uh, screwed up the wiring that goes to the key barrel and the trans in the uh, ignition um, switch. And then they um, opened up the hood and they screwed up all the wiring on the uh, fuse box that's under the hood in the engine compartment. And um, I was able to get everything back in t together and then have the car jump because they drained the battery in their stupidity. And um, able to get the car started and moved, moved it to a different location, which I'm going to park in for a while. Um, yeah. You know, hey, 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 Daniel, you know what the uh, – just as a side note because I like movies and you like movies. You know what the mafia used to do, right, when they wanted to – when, you know, every once in a while people would be afraid to start up their car because the mafia would you – know, you, know, you, know, you know what the mafia did, right? When people tried to start up their cars that they want that they didn't – they wanted to eliminate. Well, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, wa- I've watched movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Just, just, just a thought of mine. But um, yeah, so th- this is this is living. This is living in San Francisco. This this is living in San Francisco. This is life in San Francisco. Hot wired car two nights in a row. Two days later, you see people breaking uh, the bus stops, the glass in the bus stops to to take the maps to pee on them. This makes absolutely zero sense. It makes absolutely zero. So you pee it, on it, the it sidewalk. Makes as, it makes as much sense as breaking the little wind wings out of my on both sides of my car uh, in the previous six months. Um, and not even entering the car. Incredible. It's to- totally incredible. Well, Daniel, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad it wasn't any, well, it was not a violent crime. It was just a stupid crime. But these people are just, this is, once again, this is what you call quality of life stuff. This is well, the, poli- stupid, the, the, you know. the police told me that since she lunged at me, uh, that is going to, if they catch him, that is going to be a big matter. Oh, yeah. The police will write up for something and the DA will make it a misdemeanor. The DA will make it a misdemeanor and no bail. And they'll be out the next day breaking those windows again, breaking that glass again. That's exactly what will happen. Hopefully, Daniel, hopefully Daniel, they, they don't prosecute people for knocking people over the head and putting them in a coma. They, they, yeah, they, certainly, they certainly do that in New York. Hopefully they won't be doing it with our new DA. Oh, new DA. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Daniel, thanks for the call. I'm glad everything's okay. Go home. Yes. Sorry I was a little long-winded in the story. I'm a little bit charged up at the moment. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Thanks. You yeah. know, and Daniel's a, uh, that's a good Samaritan. Daniel's a good Samaritan. See, most people would just simply walk away. But you can't. we can't do that stuff anymore. We need to do something, right? Like I said, you have to do something instead of just walking away and pretending something isn't happening. You just just can't do that. Oh my goodness, in incredible! I think we could look at the theme of this show being the lack of accountability, right? A lack of accountability for criminals, lack of, and, and this is what. The, so while this is happening in San Francisco, what they are concerned about people like Dean Preston, the scumbag. Board of Supervisor, uh, which is city council in most cities, for those of you who don't live in San Francisco. This is what he's concerned with, giving his friends an extra year. He's concerned with, can't forget his reasoning. This is what he's concerned with, putting on a proposition to cancel the 2023 election when people are shitting in his streets, crime in the streets, crime through the roof. San Francisco being unlivable. He's worried about canceling the 2023 election. These are the priorities. And once again, there's no accountability. There needs to be accountability. All right. I've talked enough. I want to thank uh, Cheech for calling. I want to thank Daniel for calling. I want to thank Angie from Swift Current. Go Broncos for calling. This is a Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. Be right back here, same time, tomorrow.